You're listening to Telltales, true stories by everyday sailors. Hi, my name's Andy Rice, and today we're going to bring you some fun little stories about how people first got into sailing. But firstly, I want to talk to Julie Davidson from the marketing team at Quantum Sales because this podcast was really your idea in the first place, Julie. So tell us, where did that idea come from? Thanks, Andy. Well, you know, here at Quantum, we believe that we're connected to sailors everywhere by our love of sailing and our love of sailors. And one thing sailors love is to tell stories. And frankly, I really enjoy hearing them, uh, especially as I've become more involved in the sailing community. And I got to thinking, how do we con- how do we collect these stories? How do we share these stories with everyone? Even as I, you know, even my own stories. And so they kind of came up with this podcast idea as an avenue to connect with audiences on a, uh, a different medium, other than you know just our website or our social media and something different and unique. So it, it's a great idea, and yeah, I can I can get the idea, but um, how it works out in practice, sometimes I would worry that you hold a microphone under somebody's nose, um, they're not always going to be that forthcoming, and sometimes it makes people nervous. But anyway, you kicked off the idea at the Newport International Boat Show in September. How did it actually work out in practice? It ended up being fantastic. I was a little nervous going in, a little apprehensive. Um, I was going to be walking the docks with uh, a couple of colleagues, and I had no idea how well it was going to be received, if it was received well at all. And thankfully, I <laughs> my gamble paid off, and people were insanely excited about this series, and they were very excited to share their stories. And we just we we got some really awesome content. And, and really, by the end of it, I was I was honored. I started to feel honored to get to actually collect these stories, and then honored to honored knowing that I was going to get to share them with people as well, and share these stories with my new friends. Because really, by the time we were done with these, it was like we were friends with um, all these all these awesome people at the boat show, and I was very honored, and it was very fun. Yeah, you were obviously getting the best out of people, and uh, you can tell from listening to some of these interviews that people really were enjoying going back down memory lane and uh, having the excuse to tell these stories again. So um, Newport International Boat Show, that was the beginning of it. Where do you see this series continuing? Well, after the success of the Newport Boat Show, we carried it on to the Annapolis Boat Show, um, which we I just got back from last week uh, in October. Again, more great, fantastic stories. Same kind of reaction, very well received. Uh, so you'll have a lot of more fun stories coming from that. And then down the road, too, you know, there is no end to the number of great sailing stories out there. And so we're going to continue to collect these stories, um, whether they're more intimate interviews on the phone um, with sailors or other regattas. You know, we have Key West Race Week coming up, so there might be some stuff out of there. Who knows? Um, but we'll continue. And we'll definitely also start to dig into the lives of some of the, the pros associated with um, Quantum uh, and get some of their fun stories. <laughs> their most, their embarrassing and funny and, and interesting humanizing stories. Yes, because we, uh, we think of uh, some of these professional sailors, the America's Cup sailors, as some kind of gods in sailing. But uh, yeah, we, we also realize that uh, sometimes they are as mortal as the rest of us. But 
if you're listening to this podcast now and you've never actually sailed, you might actually quite enjoy this first one because um, some of the stories, Julie, that you've gathered, gathered up from Newport are from um, virtual novices or, or certainly when, when they tell these stories, they were virtual novices. And that's a bit of a theme in this first set of stories that we're doing today on this very first podcast. And our very first interviewee, the storyteller, is Alison Height. And do you, do you remember that chat that you had with Alison? Absolutely. Um, she was very excited to tell this story. And it was great because her son was standing there next to her. And he kind of rolled his eyes like, oh, God, Mom, here we go again. And you just knew he's heard this story a million times, which just made me so it just made me smile. And it was it was awesome. Well, he's going to roll his eyes one more time when he listens to this. Let's hear Alison tell her story. And when I first met my husband, he had a sailboat. And we were in Marblehead Harbor coming back on the sailboat. And I wasn't a great sailor, and he was pretty good. And it was about a 20-foot O'Day, or a a daler. A 26-foot daler, 21. And... These people are windsurfing all over this, all over, and we're coming in, and there's a lot of rocks you have to worry about. So somebody windsurfed in front of us. My husband said, "Go do something with the sail," and then he said, "Oh, go grab the engine. It's falling off the back of the boat." <laughs> and I went back there, and I saw the tube attached to the engine. I saw the engine bobbing up and down in the water, and I, and then I heard it go blur, 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 blur. So we ended up coming in dodging all the boats, dodging everything, sailing to our mooring, picked it up, and I said, uh, take me home. (laughs) I'm done for the day, because it was very tragic. Uh, And then we got married three years later. Now, while we're on the theme of couples sailing together, Chad and Eileen Ryder went through hell and high water and some pea soup fog, but still live to tell this tale. Well, I'm Chad Ryder, and this is... Eileen Casella Ryder. And... uh, So we bought a Freedom 21 at Havistraw, New York, which is up the Hudson River. And on a shoestring budget, we decided we were going to bring it all the way around to Brantford, Connecticut. And I've done that before. It wasn't a big problem. So, but Eileen, how many times had you been sailing before that? Not many. (laughs) (laughs) So we pot off down the Hudson River to have a beautiful sail and anchor in in the Alpine Boat Marina. And the next morning we wake up and it is pea soup fog. But we only have so much time, and in a 21-foot boat, 130 miles is a long way. Yes. So, so we decide we're going to get on it. So we pot off down the, the Hudson River. Using and, my GPS. That's like, right. Using my, my uh, car GPS to see that the land right, was Right, we didn't there. have a real GPS. And, and, we, and we're just kind of hopping from pier end to pier end to pier end and just as we get to where the battery is I've done this trip before and I say to Eileen he said now just about right about here we have to start paying attention to the Staten Island Ferry <laughs> and then right after he said that we do a quick circle oh yeah oh yeah we couldn't even do a quick circle and then, you know, we see the, you know, the waves go by, and it's like, whoa, well, that was close. <laughs> and then as just before, we can see the end of the fog up the East River. Yeah. But just before we get to that, there's this amazing sound. Yeah. We cannot figure out what is it. Loud. This, this roaring sound. It's like, what's that? <laughs> oh, no. Like right in front we of us. We can't see. We can't see. 
and suddenly it's over us. What was it, Eileen? The Brooklyn Bridge? The, the steel deck <laughs> on the Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge. Because the, the steel deck makes all kinds of noise. It goes... We didn't even know it was there until we were under we, it. We totally spaced that it was there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the rest of the trip, squalls, all kinds of things were nothing compared to the... <laughs> to the, the uh, heart and mouth of the fog at the so tip of... So you guys of... get some radar or some, some better no, GPS after that? No, no. Where's the adventure a, in a that? Be, a, a better GPS. Yeah. <laughs> but tell them what happened at the very end when we got to Connecticut. Oh, yeah. we sunny skies. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah we, had a, we had this amazing spinnaker reach all the way down the sound. And then just as we were getting to our destination, this my sister calls and says, big thunderstorm coming where and then it just <laughs> appears it's blowing 65 like knots and our motor died right and so we was, just throw out all the was, ground tackle yeah yeah oh it was crazy i and thought we were gonna when die when it finally clears we can finally see and the rain is no longer horizontal so oh, we're only about no. 100 yards from the shore well done chad and eileen for making it through the pea soup fog and making it safely to shore Sailing is all about having fun and learning from your experiences. And the best way to gain experience, according to Dave LeBlanc, is to make lots of mistakes. This is a story from when I was very first learning to sail. And, and by learning to sail, I meant making lots of mistakes. And me and a couple of my friends went out in our Islander 32, um, heading from the top of Narragansett Bay down to Newport. And we didn't really look at the forecast and didn't quite realize that the small craft advisory had been upgraded to a gale warning. And, and all was going reasonably okay until the dinghy that we were foolishly towing flipped over and the tow line broke. And uh, so we were determined to get it back. And we spent about an hour going in circles. And every time we got close to the dinghy, of course, there's nothing to grab now. It would, uh, it would get pushed away. And so in, in brilliance, my friend put on a life jacket. We got close and he just jumped onto the dinghy, um, which then immediately flipped over on top of him. And we had tied a line around him so we wouldn't lose him. And so the dinghy flipped over and he's under the dinghy, like inside of it being dragged. Bagged, but he's like still holding on to the dinghy and and we finally got him back on board and we got the dinghy all hauled up and one of my other friends who wasn't a boater had been driving at the time and he didn't know you weren't supposed to run over the lobster pots so we get the dinghy back on the boat and go fine you know we're two-thirds of the way to Newport so all right let's go and of course nothing happens and so I'm like well, I guess we're going back in the water again. So we're drifting pretty quickly towards a lee shore, and it's blowing 40 knots, and I'm in the water sails under the boat, under the boat with a, a, a knife cutting the line off the prop <laughs> so we can get off of it because we were kind of hung up on it. And, uh, and luckily, all's well and ends well, but we got yeah. to beautiful Newport and proceeded to drink everything in the entire town. So, I'm thankful so your buddy was still that Everyone lived through the experience. My, uh, and you got a that was many years ago. Man yeah, we got, we learned, you know, like all the things not to do. Um, but, uh, got it all out of the way. Yeah. And how old were you? Oh, geez. Uh, I must have been maybe 
31 or 32, okay. Okay. something like that. Nice. So probably old enough to know better, but yeah. <laughs> but still, so, yeah, whatever. Never too old. Yep. So you, awesome. we all learn by. Uh, sometimes you learn the right way, and sometimes you learn the hard right. way. We appreciate you having that experience, so we don't have to go through that. <laughs> we just learn from you. Don't. And I'm I'm from a freshwater area, uh, so we don't have lobster pots. Let's get yeah, Don't run over the lobster pots. Yeah, don't run over the lobster pots. That was a key <laughs> instruction that we didn't give the guy at the helm is to not run over stuff so <laughs> good advice from dave there just in case it hadn't sunk in already don't run over lobster pots now the lessons you take from our next story from patrick elwood well that really depends on your point of view all right so i was sailing with the girl on a vineyard race and we convinced her to pee off the back of the boat instead of using the head and she thought it was a great idea and leans off the back holding onto the lifeline and as soon as we hit one big wave the water splashed up and her feet slid off into the water and her trousers that she was also wearing started to inflate with water and she ended up having to kick her boots and trousers off and climb back onto the boat and everybody's just looking back and can see her white bottom dragging behind the boat in the moonlight because it happened to be a full moon. Double full moon. <laughs> Now, I wonder if that poor girl has ever set foot on a boat since then. If so, I'm sure she's made a habit of finding out exactly where the heads are first. Continuing on our theme of first impressions, Brenton Lockridge found himself faced with a tough customer who seemed hell-bent on not having a good time. Uh, hello, my name's uh, Brenton Lockridge. I'm with Black Rock Sailing School. I'm a sailing instructor. And um, I was just asked uh, to tell a story about a teaching experience, um, and one that came to mind was uh, there was this fellow who um, is from Eastern Europe. He was a very serious guy. He was uh, from New York City and had a really stressful job, and he was just always like, uh, you know, hello, my name is, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but, um, and it is my turn to steer the boat right now. And he was so serious, and I, I just wanted to like make him smile because we, we were teaching in the Caribbean, and everybody's like so happy, and they're in the they're in the islands, and it's sunny and windy, and he was just so serious. And so, um, by the second and third day, I couldn't make him smile, and I was really getting like flustered. <laughs> and and uh, so, um, on day three, I had a sail straight toward a dock under full sail, Maine Genoa. And we just close hauled, got about four feet away from the dock, and I just took the helm and threw the helm over, and we tacked and backwinded the jib, spun the boat around um, 180 um, on its own radius, and uh, half the crew was like, "Wow, oh my God!" And he just looks at me and he goes, "That was cool." <laughs> and uh, I felt like I had broken my mission accomplished. I, I, I excited him. Well done, Brenton, for sticking at it. And great Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, by the way. And it just goes to show, you don't always have to be smiling to be having a good time when you're sailing. But it does help. Well, I hope some of those little telltales made you smile and that you'll come back for some more sometime soon. We've got lots more fun things for you on the Quantum Sales website, including a bunch of great tips and tricks by the experts. So please do head over to quantumsales.com and you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's it from me this week, but I look forward to bringing you more telltales from the sailing world soon.